Welcome to the GATA Podcast, the podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. With every episode, you'll get a variety of topics regarding Georgia football. That includes a recap of the week's events, recruiting, and the state of the team. Subscribe now to keep up to date. appreciate this with all my heart. You don't know how much I do appreciate it. I love every one of you. And screw Florida and the beauty that came in here. Tennessee playing what amounts to a 4-4 fake. And there's a touchdown! Touchdown, my God, a touchdown! We threw it to, we threw it to Haynes. My God almighty, did you see what he did? We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. On the 27, it's second down and 12. We go wild dog with Sony. Nauta goes in motion left. Snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left. Angling, 25-20. Got a block for Brock. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. If you've never heard of the 7-6 apparel company, do yourself a favor and listen closely. They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they offer 12 different collections of apparel. Some of those include your Georgia Bulldogs, the Atlanta Braves, Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee, just to name a few. They offer several different services as well to include screen printing, DTG printing, embroidery, and more. You also have the ability to design your own custom t-shirt, or you can do wholesale for your business. Do yourself a favor and check out The 7-6 at the76.com. Welcome to the show. I'm going to jump right in it. Um, Today's kind of a bad day uh, to be a Georgia fan. Um, It it just sucks. It's a gut punch. Um, For those who don't know, uh, George Pickens is it's confirmed that he tore his ACL uh, in a non-contact injury yesterday. Um, he will need surgery, and you know, obviously, he's not ex- he's not entirely uh, out for the season. I would think they haven't went. Georgia hasn't said that he would be out for the remainder of the season. Um, but obviously, with those kind of injuries, you you know, you look at months. Uh, in 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 regards to returning uh, and being 100% healthy, so you know obviously that's going to impact Georgia, right? I, I think it impacts a lot of things. Not only does it impact the team, you know, you you wonder, you know, as a Georgia fan, you start to question, you know, what's Clemson going to be like now, right? What's our national championship? What's our uh, what's our expectations now, right? And and a lot of people. Like myself, you know, I'm I'm understanding how big of an injury this is. It it's just devastating. Um, obviously, this is his first uh, spring practice he, uh, since he's been to Georgia, and obviously his season gets pretty much just cut short 
now, I do expect him to play at some point in the season, but obviously you probably look later in the season. But uh, if if that, right? Uh, obviously him, him coming into his junior year, you know, there is a possibility. I'm not going to say it's 100%, but there's a possibility that, you know, we've seen George Pickens for the last time uh, in a Georgia uniform. I'm not saying that that's 100% the case, but it's definitely something that you have to, you know, kind of have in the back of your head. Knowing George, and you can see his, you know, tenacity and, and his fighting spirit. I don't think you. I don't think so. I think you look at him coming in probably the later, uh, later games in the season. Um, but obviously, until then, you know, you really have to look at what Georgia is going to do from there, right? You can't. You can't reproduce his production and what he means to the team in regards to the receiving room. So how do you how does Georgia go about that? Right? You know, do I believe that we'll be fine? Yes, I do. I absolutely believe we'll be okay. There that we just have too much talent this year at the receiving position. I mean, and you have to look into the tight ends as well. There's too there's a lot of weapons. We are very deep in the passing game. Obviously, he's our number one receiver. I'm not discrediting that by any means, but Georgia will be fine. I I want you to hear that for me. Georgia will be fine because you have to look at how we reallocate his production and what he means to the team. And honestly, it may bring a different style or a different look. Our offense will. You know that we might not even have expected to see, right? You look at obviously you hypothetically here, well, not hypothetically. This is realistically here. You know, George Pickens will be out for the most of the season, more likely, and that's okay. At least it happened now. Then, you know, instead of either during the season or right before the season starts, right? We have a lot of time before the first game in September. Well, we'll be fine come September. We just will. Obviously, JT Daniels, you know, had a, had built a very nice, strong chemistry with with George, right? He trusted him to, you know, go up and catch 50-50 balls and things like that. And and that's understandable. But we just have too many weapons, and, and JT is too good of a quarterback to let it really demoralize and destroy you know, Georgia's title uh, ambitions and expectations. It, it's just, he, they're just, it's just too much talent. And and like I said, JT is a very good quarterback, just the way that goes. But obviously if we're looking with George Pickens out, you know, how does, how does our offense look in regards to on the field at the receiver position, right? You know, look at Jermaine Burton. When JT came in those last four games, you really started to see, Jermaine Burton emerge as a legitimate threat, and you saw the chemistry kick in very soon with him and JT Daniels. I expect that to get very strong this in the spring practices, throughout summer and into the fall camps. I I have a very strong indication that Jermaine Burton can handle the number one spot with uh, with George out. I, I genuinely believe that he can do that. Jermaine Burton is that dude. He is a dude. He has, he has excellent speed, great route running. 
He, he can create separation. All the things you look for, right, with a number one. Can he, can he go up and catch the 50-50 balls like George? No, but you don't expect anybody on our team to do that to Pickens' level. That's why George was George. He's still George. When he comes back, I expect him to be ready to go. Kirby is going to take him take it slow. He does that with everybody. I applaud that. I would much rather him take his time and get back ready and fully healthy than him sitting there and rushing him and then possibly getting re-injured. Just you don't want to see that. And Pickens is an important, a very important figure in the Georgia offense. No question about it. But Kirby's going to play it the smart way, right? It's just the way that's going to be. But Jermaine Burton will be more than fine handling the number one spot. You know, and then you look at, you know, who's who's on the outside beside of him, right? You know, you could put Eric, could you could it be Arian Smith or could it be Kiaris Jackson? Right? You I I think with the situation now with George out and obviously, I think you look at three tight end or three uh, receiver sets, you know, maybe a tight end and a running back or whatever the case may be. You know, I, I still think you're going to have Jermaine as going to be a starter no matter what. I think he moves up to the number one. You know, I could see, you know, I would like to see more of Arian Smith now, right? But who's going to kind of take that down the field, you know, 50 50 type shots, right? You know, I expect, you know, you look at a guy like Justin Robertson, right? He's got this similar body type. Obviously not as not as experienced, not as talented as Pickens, in my opinion. But nonetheless, you, you could look at that option, right? You could. But also, I think you look at us kind of reinventing our offense, right? We have a ton of speed. I, I, more speed than I've seen in recent years, in recent memory, honestly. And you have to take a look at that, and you have to, you know, improvise and utilize that, right? Which is why I expect, I expect Arian Smith to have a breakout year. This just strengthens my prediction. This just makes it more of a prediction for me that it's going to be the case. Kiaris, I, I think you look at Kiaris. Kiaris is just fine, right? But then, you know, obviously you have to understand who's coming back. Don't forget about Don Blaylock. Don Blaylock might be your number two at the start of the year. Hell, he may even be number one, depending on how things go. Now, I don't expect him to be number one. I could see him back into the starting lineup. He's 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 a durable catcher. We know that. Obviously, he didn't really get to play last year because of his injury. And, and, and honestly, it happens, right? Injuries happen. You have to keep going, right? Just because George Pickens got hurt, like, and kind of going off this topic here, just because George got hurt does not mean that George is not going to have a microscope under them. George is going to still be in the conversation for a national title contender. You just have to keep going. Right, you look at Alabama. Georgia wants to be put on the same pedestal as Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State. This is where this this is where the test comes into play, in my opinion. You have your number one receiver out. 
You you look at Alabama last year, just out just last year, Jalen Waddle goes down. Devontae Smith, this is where depth and, and talent come into play. Waddle goes down and, and Devontae Smith ends up winning the Heisman. He had a, a phenomenal season. That's what Bama does. You sit there, you come through that adversity, and you just get better somehow. That's just what Bama does. And if Georgia wants to be on that same pedestal, this is something that we have to overcome and keep going through and just find a way to get through it and get better and keep producing, right? Keep winning. Our schedule outside of Clemson is weaker than last year. Not saying that we can't lose a game, but the expectations, even with George out, should be that we win every game. The only question mark really coming being uh, being Clemson, maybe Florida, depends on how the media looks at it, right? That's what's going to happen. I think you literally look at it, you know, with our schedule, I think our talent will beat every team except for Clemson, just from a talent standpoint. I think we're expected to win every game. You know, obviously Pickens being out is going to impact the Clemson game and how people see that score, right? But I genuinely think that, JT Daniels having the time to prepare without George Pickens, you start to see an offense evolve like we we wouldn't expect it to see. Right? What we're what we're expecting right now for this season is going to change and George Pickens is a reason, but that's okay. It's not his fault. He gets injured. It happens, right? Injuries happen. But Todd Munkin is going to evolve our offense and it's going to be okay. So for those of people that think we're cursed and our national title hopes are shit on and basically got flushed down the drain, I'm here to tell you that our title contention is still very much alive. Georgia will be just fine. Pickens is not out for the entire season, or at least has not been stated yet. He will be back, or if not very well could be back. Don't lose all hope and think that our season is wasted because it's not. We have too much talent at the receiver position, too much talent in the tight end room, and don't forget so much depth in the running back room as well. Our offense will be just fine. So I want people to understand that. I really hope people, I want to push the, you know, push this, that we will be fine, right? And obviously, like I said, I will go back and say that Pickens getting hurt sucks. There's no question about that. But maybe this is something that could be a blessing in disguise. Unfortunately, I don't want to. I don't want to put any distaste or dis. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Pickens by any means. But I will tell you this: the receiving core will work their ass off. No questions asked. Every single play, even when they don't get the ball. Kiaris Jackson is a prime example. Jermaine Burton, same thing. Go back to Cincinnati and and re-watch that game. And I want you to focus just on George Pickens. Watch what happens when he doesn't get the ball. See what he does compared to, say, Kiaris Jackson. 
speaking on one play exactly, he doesn't get the ball. It's a run play. Doesn't go. Doesn't put the hundred percent effort in. Could block a guy. Doesn't block the guy, and the guy that he could have blocked ends up making the tackle down the field. If he blocks him, who's to say the running back doesn't bump his head on the goalpost or break out of a longer run? Not just. I, I don't want you to under. I, I don't want to get this misinterpreted here that I'm bashing Pickens, but Pickens kind of took plays off. And it's and it's and it's not something that I think needed to happen. Pickens is too talented a receiver to do that kind of thing. And this year, I think he would I think would have been the best prime example for that to change. You're the best receiver on the field when people see you not run off you know not run off the ball and kind of lollygag off the line. They they don't have to worry about you, right? If you don't go and block somebody, you allow them to make the play. You, you, you take, if you block them, even if you're not in the play, you're taking them away from the ability to make the play. And the receivers below, you know, the receivers that we have will do that. They're going to block. They, I think they understand. They buy in. Georgia, uh, even when Georgia was a predominantly a run team, our receivers blocked. They blocked. Our offense has evolved now to a point where we're passing a lot more than we're used to seeing, and and that's okay. That is okay. But after this break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk recruiting because there is some big news, big news, coming up after the dead period opens up. And after that goes away, you'll understand how big of an impact this is going to be. So stay tuned. After this break, we'll come back and we'll jump into recruiting. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about the recruiting, and it is about to heat up drastically, right? Drastically. Now, before I get into to, uh, the big, the meaty part of this, I do want to keep in mind we have some upcoming announcements. Uh, on Actually, tomorrow – uh, being a very big one in itself. Uh, look no look no further than Malachi Starks, uh, five star, uh, to make his announcement tomorrow afternoon. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction here. I believe that he is a dog at the end of the day. Now the thing about this recruitment is, I genuinely don't think that this one's going to be over. I think he sticks his, to his commitment as a dog, but I'm telling you right now, Clemson and Alabama are going to keep fighting for this kid. He's too good not to. Too good not to. So you have that right there. And you also have a few other uh, announcements later on in the as the uh, months progress. Uh, looking at Emory Floyd as well. Uh, another name that's slipping my mind right now. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Jalen Walker, uh, battle between Georgia and Clemson. Uh, if I had to make a prediction now for Jalen, I think, unfortunately, he will be a Tiger. Uh, I think Georgia needs him, but it, it's going to be uh, difficult from him being in the state of North Carolina to, to get him away from Clemson. Clemson seems to have that stranglehold on North Carolina, so we'll see what happens. 
Um, <clears throat> I do think, like I said, I do think right now, if you're, if I had to put my house on it, he goes to Clemson. Now there is another name to keep an eye out for if you're not familiar with it, and it is Walter Nolan, uh, number one defensive tackle across the board. The kid is a absolute freak, and he he just. I don't even know how to explain it. It's hard to really say, but the kid is a monster in a good way. And uh, there seems to be a lot of smoke uh, coming from you know him in Georgia. Uh, and, and there's a possibility that you know Georgia's going hard for him. I think you have to look at that and, and take that realistically that Georgia's pushing for that. Now, what that means in regards to our defensive line haul, you know, obviously the fact that we've turned on the pressure with Walter, what does that mean with Michael Williams and Christian Miller? You know, we don't necessarily know. Maybe George is preparing for losing both of those guys to, you know, losing those recruiting battles. We don't know. But keep in mind, on the D-line, you already have Tyree West and you have Bear Alexander. Obviously, I think you're looking at an impressive, almost historic recruiting Hall along the defensive line this uh, class. It is absolutely loaded with defensive talent, especially along the line. Georgia is going to go balls to the wall and and, and pull in a historic type defensive line hall. I will make that prediction as well. Keep your eyes out for Walter Nolan. But welcome to the juicy part of this and what life will be after the dead period ends, May 31st. I'm telling you right now, the week of June 4th, the weekend of June 4th through the June 6th is going to be, I wouldn't say epic, but it is going to be huge in Athens. It's going to be insane. Obviously, the first that's the first week after the dead period opens back up. And the the visitor list already is it's getting lengthy, and it ain't just it ain't chumps either. They're all elite talent. You you look at uh you look at guys that's posted on their twitters of basically them coming in, and I'm just list a few of these to name, and I'm sure this list is only going to grow until the time comes. But look no further than the first name that I'm about to tell you here. The Rabin County Tiger himself, Gunner Stockton, the five-star quarterback. That right there is the biggest name that you could imagine coming here. And I've said it before, and I'll say this again. An elite quarterback will help build an elite recruiting class. That's just the way that goes. And having Gunner Stockton here the first week of June in Athens, it's going to be ridiculous. And I think that's going to help Georgia with a lot of the guys that we're pushing for in the 2022 cycle. Um, but out, outside of that, you look at these other names here, and I've listed a couple more, and and you'll understand why Gunner is such an important piece to this class. You're looking at Oscar Delp, the tight end that's uncommitted. The Nylon Morissette receiver, four-star receiver, uncommitted. Branson Robinson, running back, the running back that I think we have to have in this class, right, out of Mississippi. Kojo Ansui, another four-star, high four-star out of in the state of Georgia. 
and Addison Nichols, right, along the offensive line. That's just a few. I'm sure this list is going to keep growing, but you can under, you can you can already see what Kirby and company is pushing for the first week, just the first week after the dead period opens up. And, and I cannot be more excited for these kids than when it officially opens up. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on this too much, but the dead period has been going on for way too long. You've ruined recruiting classes and the experiences these kids have, you know, typically would have. It, it it's been ruined. I, I don't genuinely like the fact that it's lasted this long. I've I've even made an episode segment before telling you how I think the NCAA could have pushed through to allow recruiting visits but let's on as as a fan base here not just from georgia if you're obviously if you're a georgia fan you're obviously ready for the dogs but across the ncaa i think every single fan of college football is ready for this dead period to go away if you follow recruiting you're ready you're more than ready you've been ready for this dead period to go the hell on somewhere it just it just makes things fun again it just makes it fun again. From our standpoint, the ones that follow recruiting, like I said, this for me is like a kid waiting for Christmas because you're going to have a lot of things going on and it's going to be fun to hear, right? You're going to hear a lot of speculations. You're waiting to see people visit, how things come from those visits. It's a big deal. It's a very big deal. None of this unofficial type thing like, you know, Brock Vandergrift did all – most of the, or I wouldn't say all of it, but for last year's class, you know, he held up his, he basically held campus tours. Thankfully he did that because it helped us get where we were in the top five recruiting class because you couldn't visit. You just couldn't. This, this, this helps out for more reasons as well. Generally, I look at it as a, a feeling of getting guys from out of state having the ability to come in and take visits and visit Georgia. Because if you look at it for the 2022 class so far outside of bear Alexander, it's all Georgia. And, and honestly, I'm not knocking that whatsoever. I want to lock the state down. But if you look back to the 2019 class, you had Keely Ringo, you had Kendall Milton, Darnell Washington, a lot of those guys, the best talent from outside, from the whole country, right? That That's a big deal because you're able to expand now. You're able to expand outside of the state of Georgia if you need to. Fortunately, Georgia is loaded with talent in the 2022 and especially the 2023 class. If you think the 2022 class is, is stacked right now, just wait. Just add, I'm telling you, just wait. You will understand but it is too early to really pay attention to that right now. I want to focus on the 2022 cycle. And honestly, you may even see 2023 guys start to hop in, right? That was another thing. Guys from a couple classes back, right? These sophomores, these juniors are able to take visits, at least visit the campus. Or at least in theory, right? No, who knows what the NCAA is going to do? They might make they might make a rule, you know, for the only the seniors going into into you know who knows it's the NCAA. Don't put anything past them. 
You can't. But anyways, nonetheless, looking at just the 2022 cycle, a lot of these guys are actually going to get to view campus and talk to the coaches' staff in person. Also, the coaches can go and recruit, right, in person. These these Zoom these Zoom calls only do so much, right? You can only do so much. Having a coach go to your house and talk with your family in person or having the ability to go to Athens, Georgia and look new facility, right? New uh the new facilities getting ready to be built uh getting ready to be opened right after G Day. Best believe Kirby and company is going to have that place with a red carpet in there. And it's going to wow some people. I can't wait to see it myself. But I guarantee you the hype around that uh, athletic facility is only going to increase once it opens up and the Georgia program sits there and does their hype videos because you know it's coming. You know it. It's only going to make the hype around a visit to Athens, Georgia that much better. And you have to credit Kirby Smart for opening up the checkbook and, and getting these facilities built. And honestly, look at now looking at Josh Brooks with the new AD, I think that's even better because he wants it and you can see it. He's passionate, very passionate about Georgia and the university. He'll do what it takes, right? He knows. It's, it's, a, it's a damn arm race right now. It's an arms race to build the best facilities. And it's not just within the SEC. You could look at it that way, but you, I guarantee you, Ohio State's and the Clemson's, they're and, and they're you know they're going to have world class facilities, and that's where it's coming down to it. That's why Georgia's able to recruit at the level they are, and it should only get better as the facilities continue to get upgraded and renovated. It's only going to be better. The House of Pain, recent, right? That right there is more than itself. Like, look at LSU with their, um, with their, you know, their facility and their, uh, in uh, their, their team locker room and everything, right? You know, Alabama's got world class stuff. It's going to help, and that that new building is going to be a key there. It just will. But just understand that June fourth through the sixth is going to be a huge weekend in Athens, Georgia. But don't say that it won't be the only week. I expect there to be more of this. Especially once it once kids can come back and come in. I honestly would expect the whole the whole month of June to be packed full of kids. Because Georgia's in a lot of these kids' tops and you see you see it a lot. You just do. Georgia's a player for a lot of people. And you best believe that kids are going to want to take a visit to Athens, Georgia. To see what it's about. When a kid, when a kid that's never been to Athens, Georgia, goes there and they understand, and they are able to see for themselves what the city's like. You only all you do is you hear about it for right now, right? You get to see campus for itself. You get to talk to the coaches. You get to see the facilities in person. Zoom calls can't do everything that an in-person visit can do, and that's why it's so important. If you don't follow recruiting, I suggest you pay attention because recruiting wins you championships, folks. It does. 
I'm not telling you have to sit here and live, you know, live and die by recruiting. You don't have to. I understand. It's not everybody's favorite thing. But do understand recruiting will make your team a better team and put you into the national title contention. Look no further than the recruiting rankings themselves. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma, LSU. All those teams have been to the playoffs. They've been national title contenders. Not all of them, obviously, but you get where I'm going with this. They've been in the playoffs. And guess what they also have in common? They're all at the top of the recruiting boards and the rankings. This is why recruiting is so important. You'll hear about this all the time from me. I talk about it. I love keeping up with recruiting. It's super important. And and I'll tell you that right now. A lot of the future episodes you're about to hear from me are going to be involving recruiting. Now, obviously, we have stuff to talk about when it comes to the team. I'm not knocking that. But I can guarantee you that recruiting is going to be heavily involved in future episodes. Not saying it's going to be the only thing by any means, but you're going to get a lot of recruiting talk from me. So with that being said, expect June 4th through the 6th to be wild in Athens, Georgia. Obviously, like I said, recently you'll see the the new facility will be open. You know they're going to throw the red carpet out. That's just what they're going to do. It's going to be fun. And it's going to back to normal, at least for the time being, right? For the situation. Lots of talent coming in. I'm going to keep you up to date as well. Um, every epi- every episode leading up to this, up to the dead period opening up, if there's more people that pop in for these recruiting visits, if they if they come up with a visit, expect a list. I, I, live, and breathe rec- I live and breathe recruiting, so you're going to hear it from me. I can't wait to tell you. But on that note, guys, I want everybody to stay safe. Have a great day. And welcome and and come back in, tune back in for this next episode of the GATA podcast. On that note, have a great day. Go dogs. That is all we have for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in and stopping by. We're on multiple music platforms. And you can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash G-A-T-A podcast or G-A-T-A podcast dot buzzsprout dot com. Until next time, I hope you have a great day and go dogs.